0: To celebrate uh, something of what we spoke about last Sunday in the park, and last Sunday in the spark, we in the park, we in the spark, we spoke of how the winter is over. The winter is over, and God is is releasing a new season of life for us here at the vineyard, and for many individuals that belong here. And this week, um, I've had all these little stories come to me from this week of um, people who have experienced little breakthroughs, well, they're not little, but they're breakthroughs of the kingdom of God in their life. And I wanted to celebrate that this morning because that's the new green, what I'd call the green shoots of the kingdom breaking through in people's lives. And we want to sow to that. We want to go with that because that's what we see God doing. And so we want to walk in what he's doing, okay, and we want to celebrate that. And so this morning I've asked a few people just to come and share some story. Now, um, so, um, and they're, they're in different areas or spheres of life for um, there's a story of healing, there's a story of provision and employment, there's a story of following after God, and there's a story of risking in evangelism, and I want you all just to catch a hold of those stories. righty. now, I'm going um, to ask, okay, we're just going to... I'm just trying to catch my breath after all that. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going uh, to ask John Woodrow. He's going to come up here and share with us first. John, why don't you come on up? Well, let's welcome John Woodrow. Now, actually, it says that um, in Revelations that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And so um, what we're doing is, and um, Luke, just bring bring it down a bit, mate. Um, what we're doing is, is we're celebrating in these stories the reality of Jesus, okay? Um, so for those of you who haven't met John, let me introduce you. This is John Woodrow. I'm just going to turn on this other mic, Luke, for John, and... John came away to Western Australia with me a few weeks ago and we met up with Ken Fish and um, John was our ministry team. John was our ministry team. So he had a lot of work to do while he was there at this conference that we facilitated. So um, I'm going to hand over to John and he's just going to share for a few minutes about what God was doing in that experience for him. Thanks, mate. Cool. Um, Yeah,
1: no, there was... A huge amount um, that went on, but I'll just share a few of the, the really cool things that were going on. Um, when we were over there, we were staying with Ian and Wendy McDougall, which are the pastors of the Vineyard Church in Wajin. And um, and uh, when we got there, they shared with us a prophecy that had happened, that had been given to them for their, their farm that they live on. And um, it was about their dam. Um, and they have this dam, and for the longest time they have telling us that the, the the dam was just the water, and it was just a milky colour, a milky colour. So it was like almost white. And um, they tried all kinds of things to get the sediments to settle, so they could have pure water. And um, the prophecy that was given to them was that um, when the water turns clear and overflows, revival will come to Australia. So when we got there, they told us this, and they said just just recently. Like, we've tried all kinds of things. we put lime in it, we put all kinds of different stuff in it to get to clear, nothing will work. And just recently, for no reason at all, the water's just cleared. And so we were like, cool, right? And then, kind of, as we got there, it just started to pour down rain. And just, and Ken was even saying that everywhere he went, it started to rain. So we kind of spent the whole weekend just on the edge, just like, is this dam about to overflow? Um, and it didn't, unfortunately, but it got really close, and I think I think that's a good sign. Um, yeah, and some of the other stuff that really went was wild. Was um, kind of I was, I was there for to be a part of the ministry team, but also to kind of learn from Ken and Kirk. And Ken gave me kind of an open invitation. He said, "If you ever see me praying for anyone, just come and join in. Don't even hesitate." So I was like, "Sweet." So um, before one of the sessions, I saw him praying for this older lady. And I thought, like, oh, well I'll go and see what's going on. So I just kinda I, I was hoping to kinda just kind like sneak in under the radar and more just watch Ken see what he was doing. But as uh, so he saw me coming a mile away and before he even got there he's like, John, quickly heal this lady and I was like <laughs> Okay. I was like, Oh well, what what does she have? And she's like, Oh, I've got um glaucoma, I can't see out of my left eye at all. Um, and Ken had been praying for a little bit, and she was was starting to get a tiny bit of vision back, so I just kind of thought, oh, I'll give it a crack, and if it doesn't work, then Ken can take over again. (laughs) So, um, yeah, just kind of laid my hand over it. Don't even really know what causes glaucoma, so I couldn't really pray specifically, but, um, yeah, I just prayed for a brand-new eye just because I didn't know exactly what it was in the eye that was wrong, so I just prayed for a brand-new one, and um, she got vision back. In that, that's it, um, that's it, mate. In about 15 seconds. Um, and we praise the Lord for that. And then she was just like, oh, you know what, I've just got, I'm um, hearing a little bit of a buzzing in my head. And I was like, you're probably about to get a headache, maybe take a panadol. <laughs> uh, but Ken straight away, straight away, like just from that, he, he cast out, I don't even remember what demon it was, but he cast out a specific demon just so powerfully just from that. And I was just kind of in awe of that. I was like, how did you get such a specific thing from, from just that? Like, maybe the music was just too loud and her ears were ringing a bit. Like, I don't even know. But yeah, yeah, he's just got such a massive knowledge base. And he was telling me how um, he's actually kept a diary of all the ministry, or well, a lot of the ministry he's done. So he's, every time he sees something, he's seen it 100 times over, and he knows exactly what to pray for, which is really cool. Um yeah, and um, there was this other lady on, on the first night, and um, which was really cool because I got to pray for her by myself because um, Ken and Kirk were busy. And um, and this lady has got healed completely from head to toe because it started with her just um, having something wrong with her nasal passage. She wasn't sleeping properly. I think it was due to a broken nose that she had had a while back. And so I just kind of prayed for that. She got healed for that, and she was like, Oh well, that was good. So um, I was just wondering if I could get a bit more of that because uh, I was actually in a car crash and um, my neck's been really sore. I got whiplash, from my neck's so been I was like, right, I pray for that as well. I had to pray for that a couple of times, and then that got healed. Um, and then she was like, oh well, this, this is going really well. I like this. so. <laughs> so well, also, you know, I've also just got real bad pain in my lower back and in my knees as well. So so I was like, well, I've started at the top. I'll just keep working down. So I prayed for a lower back, and that took probably 10, 15 minutes, um, had to talk through it, through a bit and how it was going and then um, and she got healed of that and then with the knee she got healed of that within like a minute as well and um, it was just absolutely crazy to see the the complete healing. You know, it wasn't just, there was, in, in that there was nothing that was, oh yeah, it's dropped down to 50%, we'll just leave it there. Um, but with that it was, well, she, for a little bit with her lower back, she was like, because it was taken a oh, while, she was like, oh, well, you done what you can like it's been healed a bit thank you very much and I was like no 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 we'll go for complete healing and she got that which was really wild really really crazy to see because it was some some quite serious stuff um, yeah what else do we have there's all kinds of cool stuff I'm trying not to That's all right. overlap tell
0: us about what it's done for you
1: um, yeah um, well I kind of when Johnny B was here, he was really um, mentoring me and, um, and, and pushing me to try and do things. And I was talking to him over a period of weeks and just saying, oh, I really feel that God wants me to start getting involved. He wants me to start doing things. Um, so, and, and Johnny B was like, well, man, that's just exactly what I did. I just kind of felt that I wanted to start doing things. And I said, I just went to Kirk and I said, man, I want to get involved. And he told me that the way he started out is he started out setting out chairs. I thought, sweet, I can do that. I can set out chairs. So I went to Kirk and I said, man, I want want to get involved. And he goes, sweet, we're going to Perth. You
0: should come. (laughs) Cool. That's because he already sets up chairs on Friday nights for all the youth. He does a lot of stuff in the servant realm already. I just bypassed that.
1: Sweet. um, And I was like, I just immediately kind of, I guess, under the Holy Spirit just said, yeah, sweet, I'm in. Thank you. And it wasn't until I met Kirk at the airport in Perth that I actually had no idea why I was there. I hadn't asked him what we were going for. He just said, "We're going to Perth do a little thing in Wajin," and I was just like, "Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool." So um, yeah, so it was just uh, uh, yeah, well, it was just weird that I just gone that whole period because it was uh, about a month beforehand that I had asked him, and um, I just went that whole period without even questioning what I was supposed to be doing, and. Um, and we just got there, and it was just the the craziest time. We just kind of walked in with lots of expectation, with, but with no idea what it would look like. And um, and it just kind of it really gave God a lot of freedom, just to kind of do whatever he wanted. And um, there was in in one of the prayer sessions, sorry, one of the ministry sessions afterwards. Um, it kind of really showed how God wanted to use Ken, and how God wanted to use Kirk, and how God wanted to use me. Because yeah. in the ministry time, it seemed that people had lined up into three sections without even knowing it. And um, on one side, there was, there was Ken, and he was preaching just the really intellectual stuff. And he was casting out demons and doing all the, the really intense stuff <laughs> was going on over this side. And it seemed that all the people that needed that had just accidentally walked over there. And I'm um, in the middle here. Kirk had uh, the other third of the people getting ministry time, and it was just the most intimate time. Like he was just getting so deep into the heart of God in here, and um, I was just kind of left over the side, and I had no idea what I was supposed to do because <laughs> I just I, I don't really know too much about what Ken was doing. So I was going, like, well, I'm not really going to be using that field, and. Um, and whilst I love to get deep with God, of course, but I was just, I had no idea how to lead people in, into that depth with God, the way Kirk was doing. So I was just kind of like, well, just what's going on, God? What do you want me to pray for with these people? And he's like, these people just need filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, cool, that's easy enough. All I have to do is ask then. And um, and people were just getting absolutely smashed with the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. just, there was half a dozen people who were just laid out flat on the ground, yeah. shaking. and. yeah.
0: And I was over in my section going, man, that looks good over there, what he's doing over there. I want to get in on your thing. Yeah.
1: But it was just, yeah, it was so wild that it just seemed that, that it was definitely God's perfect plan. The way everyone seemed to be set up was exactly where they needed to be. Because yeah. the people that needed to be filled up with the Holy Spirit had walked over there. Yeah. You know, and, and they didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen. But God was just all over it. And it was just, um, it was crazy to see just how perfect God's plan is. Yeah. And there's a lot of times when I'm, I'm doing stuff and I'm stre- stressing about it. Cause especially in the, in the first session, I was stressing about whether God was going to show up and whether I was actually meant to be there. I had mean, gone the whole month before just knowing I was meant to be there and not even knowing why. But in, in the moment I was stressing about it. I was like, well, why am I supposed to be here? Like, what am I supposed to actually be doing? And, um, I was sitting down listening to Ken speak in the first session, and Corey Giskin sends me texts telling me about what's going on at youth. And he's saying, yeah, people are getting healed, there's heaps of prophetic going on, we've got gold dust going on, and I'm like, oh, I want to be there. <laughs> oh, so I was just, yeah, I was going, this better be good, this better be good. And um, And it was, it was wild. We didn't get gold dust, but it was just, it was absolutely perfect for what, what God wanted to do so it was yeah it was crazy. It was
0: Thanks really... John. Hey you know John's story is 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 just a wonderful um, illustration of someone who's hearing the invitation of God to say come this way a little come this way a little and he, and he, and he stepped into that and he didn't know where it was going to end up or what was going to happen but in the telling of the story he's a person whose life has now been filled with realities of God that he can now take into the next part or the next chapter of his life. And so it's a great story of following the leadings of God for your life. You just don't know where it's going to end up. And he still doesn't know where it's going to end up, but Jesus does because Jesus is authoring his story. So, hey, listen, let's um, thank you, God, and thanks, John. Let's thank John for sharing. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Uh, alrighties, let's. Um, I'm going to ask um, Ryan. Ryan Wilkinson's going to come and share with us the story of what's happened in his life. Let's welcome Ryan and the story of Jesus that's in his life. There you go, bud. Um,
2: yeah, mine's one of employment, and so uh, I graduated from university in July, and for the last, like, since we arrived back in Australia, it's been a bit over a year now. It's been a constant, like, going from one job to another for both my wife, Massey, and I. And um, so we're just hoping for that for that to stop, for a new season to start. And so I realised the importance that I needed to go to kinship, so I went along to men's kinship on Wednesday night for the first time at Tim's house. And um, at the end of it, they prayed specifically for a job because right now the current job I have is finishing, finished on Friday, and I'm looking for work for next year to try and get a teaching job. So, um, And I was kind of, I sent out heaps of applications, was planning to send out heaps more and um, was just kind of wondering, okay, alright, I know God's got it planned because it's always worked out that way, just wonder when I'll know what he's got planned. Um, so what we talked about on Wednesday night at Kinship was praying from the seat of love as opposed to praying from the seat of fear. So taking on our identity as sons and daughters of Christ, of, of God, sorry, um, and, and praying from that seat of love, um, not out of fear of what will happen and, and out of desperate like need because things are going to go wrong, but out of, hey God, you're my father and I'm praying to you, just like Kirk was saying this morning. And so um, they prayed for my wife and I for employment and I left there and I, um, I just took a little bit longer in my drive home to get, do some thinking and I got a text. And now my plan for the following day was actually to give up a day of work and go volunteer at a school to get more experience. So I was actually going to be losing money. And I got a text from the school I was going to volunteer at, and they said, hey, we really need someone to teach tomorrow. Can you teach year five? And I said, oh, okay. Well, that's direct response to the yes. prayer. So yes. awesome. Yes. Wow. And I texted back instantly, yes. Um, and then so I, I went to work in the morning. Mas- Massey texted me during the day and says, I've got work for next term. I wasn't meant to have any work. I've got work full-time for next term. Nice. Thank uh, yes. you, Lord. Wow. <laughs> I, I had got a call the day before that, on the, the Wednesday, before ki- going to Kinship, um, for an interview. And at, at, on Friday afternoon, I actually hadn't thought about it at all, really, because just other things going on. And um, so I got ready for it on Thursday night and um, just had a really good feeling about it. Um, Went to work Friday, wasn't able to stress over it, which was really good, and just remained in that seat of love and was able to leave work early and was able to get there and there was just this real um, ease over everything. It seemed like nothing was stressful. I didn't have to worry about anything and, oh, what am I going to say? And I just just knew my identity. I knew who I was and, and what God had given me the abilities to do. And as we pull up to the school, Nassie came with me because she's so supportive, we pull up to the school and right in front of us um, is Nicole Delaney and she's there to pick up the kids because it's their school. And so um, we we go really close to their car and she like kind of freaks out like who's right next to us. And we stop there and she, waves, or, like, she sees us and oh and waves. So then um, they come around and say, what are you doing? And... Um, and we tell them, and they say, well, let's, and Nicole, along with the three kids, pray for me, and at that moment, it's like, wow, okay, so God's got this, he's, he is right there, like, he's, regardless of the result, he's right there, he's, he's going to be coming into that interview, it's a God-appointed moment, and so the interview goes well, um, I had mixed feelings about some of the answers, but overall, I felt like, yes, I was me, I wasn't I wasn't nervous or taken over by fear or anything, and um then I got a call in that that afternoon, which never happens um, and they said they were going to do that they they called they said we'll call regardless and so the the man who interviewed me called, and it sounded kind of negative what he started out with uh, and he's saying you weren't successful in this and I, and um, I thought, oh, yeah, okay. Or he's letting me down easy. And then he says, but you were successful in getting a position for next year and go. for 12 months on a maternity contract. And I said, oh, thank you. Thank you, God. So, yeah, yeah praise God, yeah. So um, it's really cool to see going into that new season. Um, and in our lives, it's really significant. Um, so
0: there's a whole
2: lot of other significance there as well, but that's,
0: that's it. Thank you, Lord. And thanks, thanks Ryan. Thanks, thanks, mate. So, following God's leading, provision and employment. Um, I'm going to ask is, is Trent. Are you doing the sharing, or is Ka- Karen and Tavia? Okay, why don't you ladies come on up here? Karen and Tavia were part of the Healing on the Streets team last weekend. Why don't you welcome them up? Come on up, grab the microphone, and they're busy Facebooking or something, um, no, their story is following God in the realm of, like, prophetic evangelism or risking evangelistically in, their, in what they were doing last Sunday. So let's hand over to them.
3: We just uh, had this, yeah, really great encounter where just one thing unlocked another, So we're just going to talk you through what, like, just how that the chain of events that happened, which was very exciting. Um, So I'd just say, as a precursor, is that I arrived at Hots feeling quite energyless. And so sometimes Hots is like that, where you just pitch up because you know that God is going to be there and He's going to be doing stuff. And even if you don't feel like you don't feel particularly supernatural or miraculous, in fact, very rarely do we feel like that. We just pitch up um, and. See what ha- just to see what happens, and I felt really, really flat that day when we arrived, so I just we'll start off with that. Um, there were three of us, and we just proceeded to walk and look for where God might be highlighting people. In
4: contrast, I was not anxious. I'd just literally driven from Byron um, two hours because uh, I was at the New Earth Tribe conference, Arts Conference, which was really my thing, and it was, I was pumped. Um, and very full of the Holy Spirit at that point, and I was like, "Man, it's been so dry at Hots lately." And so we were praying. I, I was like, oh, "I want to see healing. I want to see salvation. Come on!" So yeah, I had energy, uh, and the very pretty much we walked along, and I'm like, "Yep, those guys." Um, and I think you you also but, but, but uh, Trent was like, "No, nah, they've got nothing." Uh, <laughs> he was wrong. To send me to Karen. <laughs>
3: So we kind of started with our usual preamble. Hi, we're just out here. We love to bless people. We love to pray for you. Is there anything we can pray for you guys? Um, and the, the man started immediately with a, what would probably typically be a fairly closed response, which was, oh, I have my own set of beliefs. Thank you very much. And so we sort of asked a little bit, oh, what beliefs are those? And so he said, I believe in higher power. So I said, okay, yeah, we do too. Um, so I said, do you... And just tell me something. Have you ever... And I think this is where the Holy Spirit kicks in because he gives wisdom as to know what to ask. Yes. Does the higher power... Have you, have you felt that higher power loving you before? Have you felt the love of that higher power? He kind of... Yeah, sort of gave some kind of um, you know, ambiguous response. And, and, but the lady sitting next to him... Kind of said, oh, I have, um, and she proceeded to speak about an experience that she had had. Um, she gave us some background to it, so she had lost her husband. She had gone back to Vancouver, where she's from, and she had experienced a, um, she was in a church, and she doesn't even really, I'm not sure why, she was in a Jewish church, so it was a, but a Messianic Jewish church, so that means Christian Jews who believe in Jesus. Yes. Um and she said, I was just in the worship, and I felt like I was floating. And she said, a a sense of almost ecstasy, like, like just something she's never felt before that had overwhelmed her. So we were able to explain um, a little bit about what that might have been. And we said, you know, that that's actually how Jesus loves you. That's the Holy Spirit when that happens. And um, and we offered, we said, you know, that that doesn't have to only happen in Vancouver but that can actually happen right here and right now would you like to experience that again um and so she said yes so um i just prayed for her just holy spirit come fill her up you know show her that you're here and um i prayed for peace and she and i said so what are you feeling so she said um yeah she said she felt she felt something and she felt a sense of peace so that was awesome. So she started to experience the Holy Spirit right there and then. Um, while I was praying, um, Trent actually had a word of knowledge. Maybe you want to share about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: And Trent's had a bit of a rough go with words of knowledge at HOTS lately where it's like, you know, she something and people are like, no, nope. and it's like, right. Um, so he, but then this one, he, he sort of set it up by saying, look, this is pretty sensitive, but about her losing a baby. And I'm watching the woman and she sticks up her hand She's lost eight children. Mm. So talk about an unlocker, like yeah. that. Yeah, like how can just now? Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, and we we're praying about God and restoring the joy that she had lost. That was a definite conversation unlocker. Um, this this led to the man then sharing. Now he through the higher power, we'd sort of had a conversation about the fact that he'd had some experience with Al-Anon and, um, they were, you know, they were, it was interesting how they didn't really want to share at the start, but we learned an awful lot about their lives. Um, and he shared um, about a... Um, he'd actually been in a really dramatic car accident and had actually died. And in that uh, near-death experience, he'd gone through a tunnel and he'd actually walked with Jesus. Now, this is a guy who, you know believes in a higher power but it's not Jesus and I'm thinking you've worked with Jesus it's oh, cool um, and uh, and in this uh, he Jesus had sort of um, he'd also met with his grandfather there which was um, you know quite significant um, and that Jesus had told him it wasn't his time yet and to, to turn around and come back to earth because there was things for him to do um, and so I might actually hand over to you at this point yeah
3: yeah so he we talked a little bit about how his life had changed after that because he had turned around a few things. He said there was a lot of messy things in his life that had turned around after that experience. Um, but during that, he had talked about this car accident, um, and how he had really messed up his back in this car accident where he nearly died. And so that was our little in to say, well, Hey, how about we pray for you? Um, That kind of washed over for a little while because then he started talking about his family. So he didn't really reply, but he talked about his family and how reconciliation was needed. And so we talked through a lot of that and asked, well, you know, we'd love to pray for your daughters to be in touch with you again. Um, And he kind of said, oh, no, it's okay. So anyway, then we went back to the back issue. We just pressed in a little bit there. And we just said, um, we just kind of asked the question, how would you like your back to be healed and he kind of went into lots of side 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 like oh well I don't really believe and I don't really have a faith and no my question is would you like it if your back was healed oh yes (laughs) well could we pray for you for your back to be healed Um, so he said yes
4: I love it when we have prayers for backs. I that's Yep, I feel on that one. i got rods yep. in my back, so prayer for backs, love it. Uh, yep. This is also, I should add, somebody at the start had not needed prayer for anything. He was fine. People are always fine, but apparently often also have terrible pain at the same time. I don't know how that works. But anyway, so just a very simple prayer of, you know, Jesus' authority and command over his back, and uh, he we sort of, you know, asked how that went, and he said, well, he felt hope, which was actually quite significant in, in terms of our conversation but what was really cool is the lady she felt like this buzzing in like her her feet and um and we're like well you got anything wrong with the feet and she's like oh yeah yeah I'm in terrible pain collapsed arches all this stuff and so karen at that point was like right um and we started praying for her feet and we prayed a few times and the, there was this increased sort of tingling and changing to heat uh, and it went, you know, all the way up to her knees and she's going, yeah, this feels good um, and, um, you know, linking that to the fact that this is God loving her and healing her yes. and the guys watching this going, you know, just, yes. I love that face where it's like, this is not how I planned my afternoon, yes. excellent. <laughs> um, and, yeah, when we were we, – a bit later, you know, she went for a, a walk and you, we – oh, this is the cool part, yeah, because <laughs> we'd actually finished praying with them at that point and um, this man had actually given us a hug when we left. Like – and what was cool for me was I, I really felt that desire to push in for um, – just to make – because he'd, he'd met with Jesus and he'd done – he had done some really wonderful, good things with his life. Um, you know, he'd come back for a reason. Um, they were able to testify to that. Yeah. Um But I just was like, don't lose this opportunity. God is, you know, wanting to really connect with you. And we're able to talk a little bit about that. And whilst we didn't lead him to salvation, we were able to talk about heaven and hell. And what was, there was a real, I certainly felt a real connection with him. And I was able to say, look, I really, I want to see you in heaven. And yeah, and that was when he was like, let's hug. Um, Which is always a good way to end a Hots encounter. But yeah, it got better as we, we walked away. We encountered the lady coming back and you know, I'll let you tell this, this is cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, so we, we came back and we just, we just said, so how are, you, how are your feet feeling now? Because this, while we had, after we had prayed, she didn't really want to get up and test it, so, um, but now she'd been for a whole walk. And so um, we just said, how are they feeling now? She said, oh, I'm still feeling the tingling all the way up to my knees. And, it's just, and I said, oh, okay, so you had pain before. Um, if the pain was before, before we prayed was a 10, what would it be now then, would you say? And she said... There's no pain. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so it was just a complete you, healing, yep. which was so awesome and so encouraging to us. And she said, and by the way, my address is... <laughs> yep. And she gave us our address, her, their address, and don't know exactly what that was for. But, you know, obviously just that, that we welcome you into our lives. You know, yes. you, you can come and yes. visit our house and yes. we'll hug you. <laughs> and, yes. You know, that's just the love of Jesus coming from, oh, yes, I have my beliefs To hugs and addresses being shared. That's just how Jesus works. Um, And for me personally, it was such an encouraging encounter because I came in empty and just Jesus filled up everything. It was really just a fulfillment of that scripture, you know, when I am weak, he is strong. Strong. And he just fills up everything that we need when we step out in him to do the things that he needs us to do. And we walked away energized from that encounter.
0: Yeah. Amen.
3: I think I was just very stoked that, you know, we had prayed for
4: healing and salvation and and certainly seen healing and were able to talk about salvation, which we don't always get to do at HOTS. So it was, yeah, we we left pumped, so it was great.
0: Awesome. Hey, thanks, Tavia. Thanks, Karen. Again, just so many... uh access points in that for our own lives, of even, you know, there's wisdom when Jesus sent them out in pairs, you know, because often one day you'll feel empty, but the person that you're with, your friend, will feel full, and you'll be able to draw from that sense of the faith and expectation of others, and that's why God calls us into doing life together as we extend his kingdom. That was a really good illustration of that, and and just also, I just... Again, the nature of faith is spelt R-I-S-K. And, and these, these, these women have just told us a great story of just willingly going, I don't know, but I'm just going to step into because I know my God loves them and God met them along the way. And, you know, now salvation, uh, just, just a little side note here, just to broaden your thinking a little bit, often we have an idea of salvation as saying a prayer, Now, now, salvation is much, much bigger than that. The kingdom of our God, salvation means healing. It means deliverance. It means prosperity and kindness. It means restored relationships. And that is all because of the reality of Jesus. So salvation is a very big thing, and I think what we what we're hearing expressed in there, oh, he didn't, you know, wasn't, didn't come into salvation. Well, actually, he's coming into salvation. He's just coming into a greater revelation of who Jesus Christ is to him as Lord and King, and so, and, and often it will take six, seven, eight, nine, ten kind of little encounters like that along the way where all of a sudden the door of of someone's life opens up and they have that moment of, aha, it's you, Jesus, who's invading my life through all these people. And so, and they turn to him. Okay, so salvation is a big thing and it's very dynamic and it's full of life and ultimately, I, you know, and I hear that coming out in Tavia's heart. Ultimately, we want people to know God personally. We want Him to know. We want them to know Him personally, and that's that's we use that word salvation to express that. Okay, awesome stuff. That's so awesome. Okay, and another quick story. Over, I'm going to invite Ash Brown. Ashley's going to come up here and share with us some uh, two two accounts of um, of healing. Healings that have taken. Can you welcome Ashley Brown? Oh, one, two, five. Uh, it was probably in the winter because I had a long sleeve shirt on. Well, yes. I don't. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sure, we can pray about that. <laughs> uh, hi. Okay. Um,
5: quick couple of things. Um, I... It all comes back to this photo, actually. Um, actually, wild. Okay. Um, I've suffered with asthma since I was five years old. Um, as, a, as a young child, I had a lot of bronchitis um, to the point where I'd get a chest infection, bronchitis... I would have uh, hallucinations that I was so ill. Um, and I think... My mum always says to me, like, I had a hallucination once where I thought I was being trampled by cows, like I heard of cows. And so I sort of was an ill child. Um, asthma's followed me my whole life. And um, one significant thing about that is our daughter, Alani, was getting a lot of it. And um, she was getting bronchiolitis... Um, and Ken Fish, one time when he came, um, we asked him to pray for her, and it hasn't sort of been there since. And and it's really brilliant to see that.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
5: Um, and since Ken first came, I've um, I've kind of just really taken hold of the healing that I saw in my daughter, and and I've I've gone and prayed for other people, and I've seen other people healed in Jesus' name from a whole range of things, and I. I get people come up to me and say, hey, you know, I, I, can you pray for this for me because you, you've sorted this out before. I've seen it. I'm like, it's not me, it's, it's God. But yeah, I'll pray for you. And, um, and I guess I really appreciate God giving me the opportunity to do that. Um, but I've never acknowledged that for myself mm-hmm. and I've never felt like God can heal me, Ever. Um, And um, recently, Kirk, at the end of a service, has stood here and gone through a list of this is what's been words of knowledge in the back room, prayer time before church. Here's what's coming out. And in the last few weeks, I've decided to uh, stand up when I hear one of those that pertains to me. Not all of them, just some of them. Um, So three things. And one was my hands which, uh, Harold, are looking decidedly a lot better today, but that's not the point. I'm, that's not one of them. Um, one of them was about two and a half months ago and Kirk just said chest, something about a chest. So I went, well, I've had asthma since I was five. I'm going to stand up for that. And um, a lady came and prayed for me. And I can't remember her name. Never spoken to her before. I think if I look, I could probably recognise her. Um, but she was just really blunt. She was straight to the point. And I went, oh, that was blunt and straight to the point. She goes, that's how I pray. No <laughs> point messing around. And she just prayed for my chest. And since that moment, I have not taken Ventolin since. That's- now, I would usually take Ventolin probably two to three times a day. Yeah. So, um, and I, I still take her preventative. Yeah. But um, we've just gone through winter And no Ventolin through winter. Thank you, Lord. Um, You mentioned that winter's passed and spring has come. Yeah. So our whole family went through winter without any massive illness. Spring hits and we've all gotten sick, the whole (laughs) lot of us. Um, I'm, I'm still quite ill. I've got a hacking cough and I've got a really, really gnarly chest infection right at the moment. I have not taken my Ventolin once. I really feel like it. My chest... I would be sucking down on Ventolin at the moment with a chest infection. It's uh-huh. not happening. Uh-huh. Um, there's been a few moments where I go, oh, I'm really going to do that. And then I go, you know what, Lord? No. Let's keep, let's keep rolling with this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, the other one, uh, very quickly, was um, the other week. And I stood up the front when he mentioned the ear. So I stood up the front and I was a bit little, little bit standoffish about that one. Uh-huh. Comes back to the photo. Okay, yep. Um, and I was a little bit standoffish about it, and no one came and prayed for me. I was like, good. And I went and sat back down. But Dave Hockey <laughs> saw me stand up for that, and he made a joke about it because I was talking to Nikki at the time, and she went, they've said EO, you should get up at that. And I went, yeah. Nah. And I put my hand up for it, and he goes, Dave Hockey goes, oh, what? Did you hear him? So, you know. Thanks, Dave. But after about 10 minutes, he came up and he said, hey, let's sort that ear out. And I went, oh, oh, all right. And so he started praying for me and Corey came up and he started praying for me as well. And um, right at the end, I just felt this little, just a tiny little pinprick. And what I've had for months and months and months is a blockage in my inner ear way, whatever that is, that lets air through. Yep. Okay, and there's been a blockage there. So, you know, when you hold your nose and you sort of, it's sort a of clear your ear, yep. I would feel dizzy and want to fall down when every time I did that. And um, it's just been a blockage. And I went to the doctor and he said, nah, there's nothing really we can do about it. There's some trial stuff going on, but that's about it. Anyway, just this tiny little, just a little pinprick, not even a pinprick, it was just this tiny little just in my left ear, and I haven't had those symptoms since.
0: Thank you, Jesus. And um, so, Thank you, Jesus.
5: That's just unreal for me. Um, I just brought up a photo to show Kirk, and it's a photo. And I don't know what's happening, but Kirk is standing there looking at me, facing front on with his hands by his side. And I am standing like this. Yes? Now, I showed my wife and I went, is that some sort of play acting? Like, is that what... And she went, no, you do that all the time. And I went... Yes. Oh. And ever since I've been in this place, since before that, I've just been a really standoffish person. I don't let people in and I'm really afraid of that, but I really want relationship with people. Yep. And... um. So if someone sees me doing that, can you please tell me? Because <laughs> I really want to stop that. Because um, our hearts really that's do right. ache for a relationship. That's right. And my standoffish nature, it, it keeps me away from Jesus. It keeps me away from God. It keeps me away from that relationship. Um, prior to me seeing this, I actually hugged a lady I've never hugged before this morning. Did you? Yeah. It was a good hug. Hardly ever spoken to her, but I hugged her. <laughs> yeah. It's great. okay, Nick. It's not. It's <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really appreciate uh, God really sort of inviting me to something more, and for God, you know, healing those things that have really been a rod for my back for quite a while. So thank you, Jesus.
0: Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Lord. Wonderful, wonderful story, you know, and it, it is interesting, you know, part of Ashley's story, you know, often we find ourselves having enough sense of the Holy Spirit and faith for others, but we find at a lot of the time we don't have that sense of like, well, actually God wants to love me just as much, and that's, you know, that's in our, our identity stuff that the Lord is wanting to reach into with his his love and power and restoration so that we can You know, both give wholeheartedly and receive wholeheartedly the love of God for our life. And so um, there's a lot going on in that story for Ashley, and it's just wonderful. The last story I want us to um, hear this morning is from Belinda Stevens. Belinda, why don't you come on up? Why don't you welcome Belinda Stevens? And Belinda's going to share with us a story that happened this week for her.
6: Yep. Uh, if you've noticed, some of the stories that have happened today have all got um, linking little themes, and I certainly noticed it in in Karen's and a few others. But um, for me, risk is, um, yes, yeah, not a word I really like to use or really like to recognise the meaning of. Um, but um, this week, um, Jesus sort of had me on a journey for myself. Um, on Monday, well, Scott and I and the family were sort of going through a few things and sort of asking Jesus for some answers and didn't seem to go the way we wanted it to go, as that can happen. But anyway, so I'm sitting there on um, Wednesday night at football, I'd sort of taken the kids to Oztag and I'm sitting there just by myself re- waiting for the game to start, not really thinking about anybody else around me, I sit at football all the time like other mums here and all other sports and um, anyway, this lady just comes and sits down beside me, plops herself on the ground with her daughter and and she just starts to speak to me and I've known this woman for about five years um, her kids have got relationships with her kids and that's, you know, quite special in itself. Anyway, the way she was talking to me, she's like, wow, she just needs to get something off her chest and I'm the person she's speaking to today. I was like, okay, Lord, what's, what's going to be in this? So I'm listening to her telling me this story of, um, and I'm a crier, so I will probably reduce myself to tears right now, um, but she's telling me that she fosters her, her niece and a niece is really, really sick. To the point of she's had a liver transplant in the last 12 months and has had huge complications through a liver transplant. And this week she's going in for a bone marrow transplant due to some of the complications from autoimmune, auto-immune deficiency I mean, yeah. is, I think, what it started off from. But she's just like, in, during the conversation saying, she goes, but I know there's a higher power. I know there's a higher power. I'm just like, yeah, there is. And I'm yeah. like, Lord, you want me to speak into this? So I'm just like, okay, yeah, there is a higher power. She goes, yeah, you know, the higher power being God or Buddha or whoever. I said, no, 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 really, there's only one one higher power. She goes, yeah, yeah, I know. And she did. she's She's got Catholic background and things like that. So that was just a real blessing. And I'm like, okay, Jesus what else can we do for this? So I'd said to her along the way, I said, look, and usually I will fob it up and say, I will pray for you. Not, can I pray for you now, but I will pray for you. And I was like, no, this time I think Jesus wants me to go a bit more. So I said to her, I said, look, can we pray? I thought, I'm not just going to do it by myself, but we'll organise somebody else to come with me and we'll get together. She goes, okay. So during the week, um, or in the following day, I'd sort of said to Lucas, I said, can you, can you go and get a phone number from the friend? And by the end of the day, of course, he'd forgot. So I'm like, okay. And I'm texting Corey because the kids have come to youth as well. And I said to Corey, I said, I want you to pray for this family with me because obviously you've heard his stories in the last couple of weeks about healing as well and because of the youth relationship. So I said, Corey, can you just keep this family in prayers? And by the way, do you have the phone number so I can make more contact? And he goes, no, I don't. I'm just like, okay, Lord, this is up to you now. How am I going to get in contact again with this woman? I had busy afternoons. I couldn't go and see her. And anyway, we're walking around the shops on the Thursday night doing shopping stuff for the kids. Lo and behold, this woman is standing there with her daughter and the niece is actually buying hair dye because she's going to lose her hair. So what's she got to lose by colouring it purple? Right. And um, so we exchanged phone numbers and again I said to her, I said, look, we'd really like to pray for you. Do you mind if, you know, even our youth leader comes and prays for you? So she said, oh, look, I'll go home and talk to my husband and I'll talk to my niece and I'll get back to you. I said, okay, And then I thought, oh, Friday night, the kids have got roller skating. I'd have a couple of hours then, because she was willing to have prayer. So I thought, oh, Nick and I can, you know, meet her at McDonald's at Warner and and then still be back to pick the kids up, for youth, and it's not interrupting or not doing the thing. So this was Friday morning, and she said, yeah, that'd be good, but hang on a second, let me get back and see what the family's doing. And she said, oh, actually, Sunny does want some prayer. And I said, oh, okay. She goes, but she wants the kids involved, so she wants the... um, that her cousin's involved with it as well. I'm like, okay, that's great. So I'm texting Corey at the same time and I'm just like, Corey, they all want prayer. Help! <laughs> so lo and behold, 4.15 um, at Warner um, in the meeting room because you can book that and reserve that if anybody wants to have a big prayer gr- group happening in McDonald's at Warner and the kids can go and play. Prayer um, room. We had three families in there. We had, I don't know, multiple children eating fries and Coke and things like that. And we we're able to pray for this girl. Now, she, she doesn't expect full healing. She knows that this is the hand that she's been dealt. I don't believe that. I believe that God can heal her. Yeah. Um, but she said, all I want is just no complications. I mean, the 2% of everything bad always happens to me. I just want no complications. But for me and all of it is that she just wanted to receive more. The family wants to receive more. And we hopefully will see them here in the next weeks, months, whatever it takes for her to get through what she needs to get through. But it's just how, you know, he does ask us to step out and sometimes it's the case of we just have to do it. <laughs> Even with help of others coming alongside of us and that was just the good thing too that, you know, Corey was willing to come in or, you know, we can ask other people to come in and help us do whatever we need to do as well.
0: Thanks, Belle. Thanks, <laughs> Belle. Again, um, you know... Uh, and, and as Bell said, you know, as someone who who isn't given to the whole idea of risk too easily and quickly, um, it was just apparent in that story that God minimized the risk, and he kept filling in the blanks with phone numbers and and relationship being established and venue and bringing it all together and not having to sort out all the pieces. And um, from, you know, so Sunny is the young girl's name. So please be in prayer for Sunny that, that the Lord would just bring his kingdom and just heal that young, young person's life. Okay, so, um, but again, also one of the things about Belinda is there's just this sense of the compassion of God there in a moment. And when you hear that story, you hear the heart of the Father wanting to engage with people in their devastation and their difficulties. And He wants to bring His love to them. And so, um, compassion will often put us into those circumstances, you know. But we pray prayers like, oh God, give me your heart. Well, that's what He does. He puts His compassion in you and then brings you into these situations where people are needing to know the love and mercy of God. So don't be surprised that when you're sitting on the sideline at football on Wednesday night, all of a sudden, the kingdom comes. Isn't that wonderful how God just orchestrates this in the everydayness of our lives? Isn't it wonderful? Mary? You can have three minutes. Yes, you can. Please welcome Mary. And then what I'm going to do is we're going to to pray into all of those areas that have been spoken into this morning. Here, I'll get you to grab this one. Just turn it on for you. This is very close to my heart.
7: Count the tears and get the tissues going. I've been in this church about five years now. Um, which has just been absolutely wonderful. But I've had a secret and I've had a hidden past. Um, And some of these people in this church really know it and I just value their love and prayers and acceptance. But I've been drinking every afternoon for 20 years. My husband left me in 1995. I was 45. So what do single women do when your children have grown up and left home? You drink. And it didn't bother me for many, many years. I have drunk a lot of alcohol um, over this point in time. I could be very wealthy, most probably that's beside the point. In the five years I've been here, I've had lots of prayer um, and I've always known that, you know, this is a good thing to do, but they would pray and not go home and drink. So I sort of got to the point of no return and thought, oh, well, you know, this will be me for the rest of my life. I'd have blood tests and the doctors would say, how much are you drinking? Oh, not much, not much, I'd say to you, not much because of your liver. Anyway, cut a long story short two Fridays ago at Cats, there's a lovely lady in our church named Janine, and she prayed a very powerful prayer over me that God would give me a distraction because four o'clock in the afternoon is my deadly time. That's when you don't, your husband doesn't come home from work, you've got no kids, and it's just me. So it became a very vicious circle. Mm. So that was fine. The lady prayed, and I really appreciated that. But the Sunday after, um, Scott came up, and he did the offering or something. I can't, it's a bit, v- bit vague. But he then said the Lord wanted to do some ministry. And I'm sitting there and I'm praying for others. And as clear as a bell, as clear as I stand here, God said it's not the alcohol, it's the fear. It's the fear of four o'clock, it's the fear of being alone. It's the fear of the emptiness, the feeling of not being worth anything. That's right. So I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh gracious me!" Didn't say anything to anybody. Didn't go forward. But there's a few of us go out for lunch on a Sunday. So I'm I'm driving to um have lunch, and I just said, "God, twenty years!" could you not have done this a few years earlier? And I'm sure he laughed. (laughs) Because I have tried and I have tried and I have tried. And I even spoken to someone about going to um, AA but couldn't quite bring myself to go there. So it was really very, very, very special. I've spoken to a few people since. But I just need the church to know that it doesn't matter how long the addiction goes for. And it's just absolutely amazing. I've not had a drink since.
0: Thank
7: you, Jesus. And... um, And the the peace. So I'm not getting up in the morning thinking, oh, it's only five hours and I can start drinking because that's my lonely time. So the distraction, God took that. I just feel very much peace of whatever I'm doing of the afternoon. So this has been a cry of my heart for many, many, many years is to stop the addiction. Don't have addiction with food, but the wine, it's been dreadful. So I just want to say, God is. It's the winter's past. This is the spring, and he's doing it in different aspects of people's lives. And I believe with all of my heart, just like Trish did about the the pegs and the tent this morning in my time with God, that's what he gave me to pray, that would extend the borders of our tent. So just hang in, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming. Praise God. Thank you, Lord.
0: Thanks, Mary. Wonderful, 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 wonderful Jesus. Oh, look, oh hang it! Oh, we're opening a floodgate here. Yeah, it's a big one, but it could only be like a two-minute big one. Okay.
8: <laughs> okay, we just found a house, went to Housing Commission to check out the rates to make sure that, you know, we were getting a good deal. There was a young girl there who, when I came outside, she said, excuse me, but I heard you talking about Brisbane Housing Corporation. I had a talk to her. She uh, has, is going to jail. She's, I could tell by her arm, she's been a drug addict. She was there because she needed help and they weren't helping her. Um, i uh, She has a, a child and a, hus- and a husband. They're gonna be homeless in two months or two weeks. Uh, I gave her all the phone numbers I could give her. Um, and then I said, I want to pray for you. The Lord, the Lord has placed you here. I need to pray for you. So I held her tight and my girls were there and we prayed over her. And I said to her, now, you go downstairs to Centrelink. You tell them what is in your heart. They will help you. They have never done that before. You go down there Now. I went down there after her. There she was. They were helping her. She hadn't stopped crying since I prayed for her, and she was still crying. The Lord helped. He's there. That's <laughs> that was it.
0: Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Janet. <Yeah. laughs> thanks, guys. Isn't it great? You know, the Lord's given her a home, and now she's, her cry is, Lord, give someone else that needs a home a home. Oh, great what you've received so generously of God is the very thing that you want to actually see for others as well thank you and there is something in the air it's called the love of God and the power of the holy spirit and hey well so thank you for that and just before we go can you can you write that dream out and just record that and, and let us see that because we just if that's the lord wanting us to Know something for the whole vineyard tribe? Let's let's hear that. Let's welcome that, and let's process that together. That'd be great if you could do that. Um, wow, there's so much good stuff going on in the room right now of God. And 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 what us? What I thought we might just do um, for the next little while is um, uh, I'm going to ask if um, Ashley and um, Belinda and um, Karen and and Tavia and um, Ryan, and who, 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 Mary as well. If Could you all just come out the front and sort of just station yourselves sort of at a bit of a distance from each other? Where, where is John? There he is. Come on up, John. And, um, you know, so, so let's just sort of, st- and then face the family. And then, uh, folks, the, the Lord has been good to these folk, the Lord has been good to these folk in many areas of life and it would I I just invite you with all of the love of God that I can muster. These people want to be able to bless you and give that away, even as they've received this morning. So if you need, you know, some prayer in the, hey, God, I'm just trying to, I'm wanting to follow you more in the leadings of God. Just come and hang out over in this area, and John will start praying over. Belinda, you know, Lord, I want to see your kingdom come as I'm in the everydayness of my life. Come and hang around here. Employment and provision. Come over here and hang around. Addictions, whatever they are addictions come over here and just let the love of God heal you up even as Mary's received healing God bless you you don't have to wait you can start coming now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say no just because I've got a bunch of other stuff I've got to get done it's I so if you can share it with Mary that would be great um Healing. Just, God, I want to risk this thing called your kingdom in other environments where I feel a little out of my depth and sometimes even like empty. Come over here and these women will pray for you and impartation for healing. And healing. Healing power. God wants to actually not just work through me, but he also wants to love on me. Come on over here and hang around with Ash. And so This is ministry time this morning, folks. Just come and begin to engage with what God's already doing in your heart. So, Father God, I thank you for all that you're doing among us this morning. I thank you for the sense of your kingdom, your freedom breaking into our lives. I thank you for that. Winter is gone. It's gone. Gone in the name of Jesus. And that we're now entering into a new season of life together. And so in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, would you come and just bless your people this morning? Hey, folks, feel free to come on up. Neil's going to just sort of worship over the top of us. But feel free just to come and come and eat from the goodness of God. Let these people pray for you, bless to you, what they've been so generous to give. And, and, and as they do that, as they do that, I thought it was interesting that Mary was talking about fear. Mary was talking about fear. And fear by name is the actual activity base as well. It's not some big brave spiritual dynamic and, and demon. It's actually by nature. It's a very timid thing and it hide, wants to hide and hold people in that. And usually... It sort of sits in your gut and you feel all queasy and I just want to hide. And that's, that's fear. And, you know, the love of God just wants to wash that free from your life. So if you're wrestling with any fear this morning, we just say be free in the name of Jesus. All righty, God bless you guys. Come and enjoy the goodness of God.